From Reminder Media, this is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Hosted by the VP of Marketing, Josh Stake, and Reminder Media's president, Luke Akery. So get ready to hear the golden nuggets that will allow you to live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. All right. Three, two, one. Luke. Yes. No, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Oh, he did? All right, then we're going to do it. We're going to roll with it, baby. This is Stay Paid Silver Dollar. Anything goes. Anything goes. Dude, on we're, on a, we are, we are on a a podcast marathon today. This will be the, the fourth, fourth or fifth. Fourth podcast. No, this, no, no. Yeah, fourth. This will be the fourth podcast that we've recorded today. So we're trying content to bang these. Content on content on content. Yeah, we're trying to put these uh, just for a little bit of behind the scenes. I think people like to know how, you know, content is made and podcasts are made. Yeah. We're doing the Silver Dollar episodes, which are shorter episodes. So let me start my timer because we try and keep these guys under 15 minutes. Started out as 10 minutes, but Josh and I cannot talk. So we cannot minutes, make it so 10 minutes. 15. The meat of the content is 10 minutes, but the intro and the outro. Andrea was like, that's true. In yeah. the background. But uh, no, so we decided we're going to start doing about four. You know, we'll do next month's podcast in one day. Yes. So that's the goal today. So we did one yesterday morning. Had a little bit of a tummy ache, so we pushed the other ones. Tummy ache. To the day. <laughs> he was basically going to puke. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. But what t- are we talking about today? Though? Today, we're going to be talking about something that's always been super interesting to me. So I hope our audience really enjoys it as well. But it's all about how to use the predictive index to build a team. Now, here's the thing. A lot of more businesses are using behavioral assessments now during the recruiting and interviewing process. And for good reason. They are excellent tools for determining a candidate's p- potential fit at a, as a, at, <laughs> at a company. This is what happens on the fourth podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Not only can they be good for matching the right people with the right culture, but even down to the position or the certain needs within a team. Rather than testing individual skills, these tests measure your abstract intelligence or personality characteristics such as dominance, extroversion, patience, and formality. There's a lot of these different tests. There's yep. the DISC. Yep. There's the Enneagram. Yep. There's Myers-Briggs, which is more of like a personality test. The reason why behavioral uh, predictive index is so interesting and these behavioral assessments is because they're really measuring uh, and, and, and capturing what drives you at work and your yes. actual behaviors, the things you say, the things you do, what drives you towards making a decision or drives your communication style is really all found in these behavioral assessments. And it's super simple to take. It's like two pages. Yeah, it takes like 10 minutes, maybe at the most. With a bunch of adjectives that you check off. One is how you perceive yourself at work. And then the other is how you act, how you feel like you should be at work. And stick around to the end of this episode because we're going to give you a link where you can uh, take your own Yeah, you can find out your personality. Yeah, yeah, it's really simple. Like I said, five to 10 minutes won't take you very long. We'll give you our URL to do it. it. We've been doing it for probably five years now, maybe six years now. It is really crazy how the data, like one of the most important things about using a PI is because hiring, and this is what I was saying before the podcast, hiring is like one of the most critical things in every company, especially for really fast growing companies. So for us- Well, it's the we reason just, the, the, the saying, you know, hire slow, fire fast. Yeah. Because it, you have to get it right. The cost for oh hiring gosh. and onboarding a new employee that. is yeah. so I mean, high. But we're still hiring. We probably have 15 positions open today. Like we're constantly growing. So I know with you guys, it's out there that are you're, you're probably trying to hire team members or you're thinking about hiring and those things. The PI is an incredible tool for hiring, but it's also an incredible tool for managing. But from the hiring side, what's so interesting about it is it's proven out for us that we now literally can predict the profiles that will make it 
it specifically in sales, mm-hmm. what will make it in sales from a profile standpoint? And it makes sense when you break down the characteristics, but data wise, like we look at all the producers that have made it and we go, oh my gosh, they all have the same type of profile. Could you occasionally get a random one in there? Yes. But the chances of that are There's so small. Why would there. you, yeah. why would you chance that? Yeah. I kind of see it as like anybody in a personality, you can force yourself to be anything. Think about it like a, a rubber, rubber band. band. Yeah. You can stretch yourself to be anything, but your natural state, you just want to constantly come back. And yeah. so you want to find jobs that you, your natural state thrives in. There's actually PI assessments that you can do. And I think <clears> this would even be included in the assessment that you'll get when you take the test on our site. But that will actually tell you what types of jobs your particular profile is most suited for. Now, does that mean that you can't do a job? Like you can't do sales, like right. you said, if you're not one of those profiles? Absolutely not. Just understand you will be stretching yourselves, like you said. So what the PI actually measures, there's four key factors or what they call key behavioral drives. It measures your dominance. So this is your ability to exert your influence over each other. High yep. dominance is going to be, you want your ideas to it's be followed. Independence. independence. If you're super dominant, you're independent, you rather have it your own way versus collaboration. So collaboration is the opposite side right, of that. Correct. Yep. So if you're high A, then you want it your way. If you are a low A, then you want to be you know, collaborative. You'll go along with the flow. The second what letter. What do you think yeah, Josh uh-huh. is? Yeah, well, we're going to tell you. Comment in on the YouTube. No, okay. Well, well no, yeah, comment. Yeah, yeah comment, comment in what you Put your guesses Josh in before is. you hear because we're going to do both Luke's yeah. and my yes. PI. <laughs> then we're going to do a little bit of a fun thing at the end, which is a relationship uh, assessment oh, of gosh. the two of our profiles. This is scary. And we only have 15 minutes, so we, we're going to have to get through this. <laughs> the no. second thing that it measures is on the B line. So it's A, B, C, D. It measures four different lines, but that's your extroversion. So this is mm-hmm. high B. You have a high drive for social interaction. Yep. Uh, uh, low B, you're going to be more independent. You and more one of the reserved. Cool, more reserved. Yep. One of the cool things that it also does, it has like these communication placards. So someone with a low B is, I want to think about it, right? Mm-hmm. Someone with a high B, let's talk it out. They want to be the one, you know, they want to talk yeah, to a problem yeah, yeah, yeah. versus mm-hmm. now I need time to kind of think about it. Yep. The the uh, the next letter C is your patience. This is your drive to have consistency and stability. So the higher C that you are. Yep. Um, the less patient that you are. No, the higher C that you are, the more patient you are. More patient, the yeah, lower more pa- C. The lower right. it is, the less patient you are. It's so, always to the left. So my, yeah, to the left. Low so if you're to the, the left of yeah. the middle center, then you have a really low C. I have extremely low patience. <laughs> like if you look at my graph, like I have very, very low patience. And then the last one is D. This is your formality. The higher you are in this, the more stability and structure that you like. The lower that you are on yep. this lens, the further to the left, the more you like freedom to kind of mm-hmm. do it your own way. It doesn't you mean you also, don't need rules, but it means that you want the freedom to kind of yes. do it your own way. Yeah, and you can think about it in terms of details too. So a lot of times if you think about it in position, like an accountant or something is going to have a high D, they're going to be detail-oriented, they're going to be more formal, more structured, more process-oriented. A salesperson is what probably going to be What are the four deep. best profiles for sales? So four best profiles for sales, so and then people won't really understand it, but I'll explain the kind of uh, where it kind of plots. But you have your maverick, your persuader, your promoter, and your captain. So those that's how it would come back. So if you take the PI at the end of this so podcast. guess which, which one Luke is Yeah, now. you got to guess which one I am <laughs> based upon those. Hint, he's but, one of them. <laughs> but with sales, so when you're looking at it from a sales, if, if I was mapping out our sales team, those are the four people in sales that tend to make it. It mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't have maybe an anomaly here or there, but those are the ones that we know okay, these have the right personality for our type of sale. Not every sale is the same. Ours is a high or a low ticket volume volume and high dials and stuff like that. So it's a fast-paced sale. You have to be dominant, 
You have to be high extroversion. We actually find that if you're a little bit higher extroversion than you are dominance, it tends to be better mm. for our type of sale. You have to have very low patience because we don't want you to spend a ton of time with people. I know that sound that might make people cringe listening to this, but in our sale, it's you know it's a hundred dollar sale. We're not selling a fifty thousand dollar piece of software. We don't need you to explain every feature. These it's people, not a six weeks. It's not a high cycle. risk decision, <laughs> right? So we don't want a ton of patience, right? We want it to be uh, fast, and then your detail. We want you to be formal, but not too formal. If you're too formal. You won't be able to ask someone for the order. Mm. You won't be able to to really step out there if you're too formal. So we want your formal just to hook back just a little bit so you can take the proper notes. You can assign the proper detail to the account. This is for our type of sale. So it's, it's very interesting. We've just found people who don't have those characteristics, a high A, so they're dominant, a high B, they're extroverted, low patience. It's not that... They'll never make it, but it's so much harder for them in our sale because they have to stretch themselves. Yeah. They have to stretch themselves to be different than they truly are. Well, there are 17 different profiles like we talked about, which is a lot to keep track of, but it breaks it down into four major groups. Analytical profiles. Uh, An example is venture, which is what I am. I'm a venture. I actually pulled the definition just to give you guys an idea of what they look like. Once venturers identify an opportunity to push the organization forward, it becomes an irresistible magnet. Venturers are always exploring and moving past boundaries. They're strong-willed, goal-oriented, and focused on making an impact at work. Expect them to be self-starters and innovators who tackle new problems. With enthusiasm. That seems about right. That pretty so that's much an example ID's of Josh. The, there's there's a there's th- four or five different analytical profiles. Social profiles. Luke mentioned those. Luke, you are a persuader. I'm a persuader. You are this. Persuaders are leaders and motivators within their organizations. Socially poised and extroverted. They love to make their mark and won't shy away from risk. Persuaders will rally the team around projects, confidently making decisions and delegating tasks before they move on to their next Well, it's funny. When I took the DISC assessment versus the PI, and they're all very similar, but the DISC is obviously the I stands for influence. My influence was was off the Absolute top lower right Top level of influence. So how I'm going to lead people is I'm going to influence them to do it. It's like... Anyone (laughs) listening to the podcast, you should be able to pick up that these things are pretty accurate. They're They're, they're decently... I mean, you tell... Tell it about yourself. So it's, yeah. it's decently accurate. So the other uh, sections are stabilizing profiles. So examples there are guardian and operator. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of operators in our yep. production department and, and in like in our web department with guardians. And the, these are these are profiles that are stabilizing. They're, they're your rocks. They're yep. the ones that are going to do the same thing the right way over yep. and over and over again. It sounds corny and cliche, but it's it truly is. And we did this exercise with our executive team. And maybe you'll talk about this, but, but plotting everybody it's really on the cool chart because it gives you a grid and it plots the whole team for you in this PI. And you can see where do you tend to lean as a team? How are you going to tend to make decisions as a team? And in a lot of times, like diversity is a strength, right? So you want, like, I know I'm a persuader. I know I lead with influence. I know that. I know I'm not detail oriented and I don't, I know I don't have a lot of patience. So it's nice to have people around you that have some of those strengths because you can obviously bounce off each other. But it's interesting when you plot it as a team to understand how you might be biased in making decisions based upon your natural personalities. And then the last section is the persistent profiles. These tend to be I would say like is a little bit more intellectual. It's the individualist and the scholar. They tend to be a little bit more intellectual. So my wife, Megan, is a little a bit scholar. more 
They push a little bit more. They love to be experts in their field. They really yep. value expertise in a particular area. So um, those are the different profiles and how they're broken out. But I wanted to pull this. I thought this would be fun to read on the podcast. These are Luke and I's relationship strengths our cautions. Uh-oh. And then our relationship tips. I'm drinking some water. Maybe I need something stronger <laughs> than water here now. <laughs> Josh and Luke are efficient, purposeful, and somewhat assertive when communicating with each other. We take a transactive approach to communication, quickly getting to the point and moving on to the next topic. That sounds very, So you very can true. see that. Yep. Josh and Luke um, communicate informally and on an ad hoc basis and will actively seek information when they feel it's needed. So there's, there's a strength yep. there in terms of, hey, we're going to get the information when we need it. Luke is eager to start conversations and will typically be the communication initiator for Josh. <laughs> That's so true. Here's our relationship cautions. They're stay paid pals, relationship cautions. Josh and Luke may work hard to persuade each other, but might not listen closely to each other when there is a disagreement. <laughs> Josh may be overwhelmed by Luke's eagerness to have a conversation and may politely seek to shorten or avoid interactions. That's why you're always hiding from me. Now, I I'm don't trying think... to find him all the time and he's hiding. <laughs> I do not think that that's accurate at all. No, I don't think you avoid conversations. Yeah. I might be overwhelmed sometimes. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josh and Luke may have difficulty moving a conversation forward constructively when they do not agree with each other or they are both indecisive. I have seen this. Yes. We do tend to get indecisive. We're always both very focused on making the right choice. Yes. So, so that's, I think, part of it. I, I, I actually have seen that as well, yeah. especially when the facts are you can't find any facts and it has yes. to be just a, a decision. We by, do, yeah, we do t both tend to be very fact-based. Yep. Josh and Luke can have construction conversations but may avoid formal communica communications modes which means they don't have good notes or records that they can refer back to. So that's a caution. We got to pay attention. That is, but you tend to have decent notes. I have very bad notes. Andrea saying true. Well, I look at someone like Jesse Carlin on our team, who's our brand content manager. Oh, yeah, I look at her like, notes and I'm like, she's, I do not she's have She's an aspiration. Notes. I want to I wanna be her. Like if I could do that, oh my gosh. Here's some tips, Luke, for how we, we can work together better and communicate better. Josh and Luke should consciously acknowledge that each person has perspectives and information that could be beneficial to the other. That's hard for me. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Luke should set up a time to speak with Joshua rather than dropping by and asking Josh questions spur of the moment. But Joshua should also make the effort to ask Luke for feedback or opinion. So I do agree with this one from the standpoint of I'm an individualist. I'm more on like my, my A is very high. Yep. Um, so I'm very individual. Um, so I don't ask for feedback or opinions yep. a lot. I just kind of move forward. I don't agree with the dropping by though. I'm always happy to see you drop by. Yeah. I Our culture is like that. Yes. I love when we drop, drop by, by all the time. And we actually have a formal time we meet. Yes. But it's gotten shorter and shorter over the years because we always see each other now. So we don't have to actually talk on, in a meeting anymore. Here we go. This is for the podcast. Josh and Luke should be sure not to talk past each other and they should try to self-regulate to make sure the other person understands what they're now, trying to say. Now, a little tip for you guys. I actually try to do that. Because I've noticed it a couple of times. So I, I talk over you. <laughs> I talk over everybody. My wife tells me that all the time. She's like, would you just let me say what I want to say? I'm like, uh, yes. <laughs> My mom actually listened to, remember when we did our story? We did a podcast a long time ago where we told our yeah, stories. Told and the first thing my mom says to me is, as soon as you started talking about your story, Luke started talking. He didn't let you get a word yeah. in. <laughs> I said, well, See, I, I noticed it. I actually don't really mind that. That's okay. Sometimes. I noticed it. See? 
so Josh and Luke may not keep track of their discussion, so using electronic modes of communication. That's kind of that one again. Yeah. So I thought that was cool. This is a, a tool. This is not a PI promotion, but that's a yeah. tool that the PI gives you. And there are lots of these tests will give you that. It's just showing you the power. Like it really does. And it gives you deeper insight of how you should manage this person, how they want to be managed, yeah. all that stuff. It's pretty cool. It's so not, if you're building a team or or you're just looking for your own, yep. you know, edification to kind of understand your own communication style better, it's a great tool to look into. And we are going to give you a free assessment. Yep. If you go to remindermedia.com slash stay paid PI. So PI stands for predictive index, remindermedia.com slash stay paid PI. That will actually give you the test. Like Luke said, it's about five minutes and it'll email you back your yep. assessment. And it will give you a whole write-up of your assessment. Yeah, yeah. So very cool. So thank you so much for listening. To get that link uh, and the video and the show notes for this episode, you can get those at staypaidpodcast.com. If you're interested in supporting the show, which we really appreciate it, there's two ways. The first way is to head on over to iTunes or your podcast player of choice and rate us five stars and leave a comment. This week's featured, this is actually not a review. This is a comment on our YouTube video. Comes from Danny Simone. This is on the Mike McCann. So this was episode nice. 149. This was Danny leaving a comment on that episode. He's Philly's number one real estate agent for like 17 oh, years in a row, maybe yeah. 20 plus years in a row. He sold over 10,000 properties. Danny says, and I pulled this because I thought it was interesting because this isn't just about this isn't a real estate podcast or anything, yep. this one. She said, I'm not a real estate agent or involved with real estate in any way, but I knew I needed to listen to this and was not disappointed. So many jewels that really helped me in my biz. I'm going to listen again and take notes. Nice. Excellent, guys. So thank That's you, Danny, awesome. for that comment. The best way to help out the show is to tell a friend about it and share this episode on your social media. If you want to get hold of me or Luke directly, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook now. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. We set a goal to hit 10,000 followers on Facebook, and we hit it. We hit it, baby. Now we just need to hit that now number one marketing goal 000. in iTunes. Yeah, we need iTunes. Yeah, we're at like 70s right now, or yeah, I think 70s is when I last checked. For this episode of Stay Paid, I am your venturer, Joshua Stike. <laughs> and I'm your persuader, Luke Acre. And here's your action item is take a behavioral assessment. And if you have a team, get your team to take it. You can take it for free. It doesn't have to be the PI, but use ours. Use the PI and get that because it will really help you understand communication and understand how you can communicate more effectively. And communication is one of the keys to relationship building. And we all know that the stronger relationships you have, the more progress you can make in your business. Remember this, the top producer between a the top producer. The difference the between a top podcast. producer. Yeah, the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. So take action on that today. 